this is Radio Tisnus International with a very limited edition of the RTI Sunday Special due to the RTI host's current workload expected to remain unchanged until mid-November at which point we hope to be back with a somewhat more comprehensive broadcast. Meanwhile, please enjoy this Sunday's edition. This is Radio Tisnes International with today's weather report. Good morning. 
what can I say? The weather is absolutely gorgeous. Currently with a clear sky and 17 degrees centigrade expected to rise to the neighbourhood of 20 with fair weather throughout the afternoon and a clear sky again tonight. A light breeze from a mainly southern direction all day. I'm terribly sorry, but we're going to have to abort the um, Sunday special for now due to continued issues with uh, Anchor's clipper function, seeing as this week's RTI Sunday special in part consists of recorded material to be uploaded via the clipper, as well as YouTube and SoundCloud music not uploading. Um, We'll be back as soon as we hear news of improvements. And we're back. Terribly sorry about that, but you know, acts of God and all that jazz. Uh, Much as the sun pours its warming beams onto the beautiful island of Tisnes, I cannot help but feel a little downcast over the fact that it will be overcast before long and, of course, by the current anchor clipper issues limited to audio imported from external resources such as YouTube and SoundCloud, it would seem. So we'll just have to make do with Spotify and iTunes music then. We apologize for the delay. As already mentioned, the RTI staff would like to extend its profuse apologies for the very abridged RTI Sunday special due to other commitments preventing it from providing a satisfactory broadcast. Sadly, this is, with all likelihood, going to be the case for at least a couple of months. We would, however, like to give praise to Lulu Island and Paul Omani for adding value to this week's Sunday special with excellent reporting and call-ins. In fact, Ms. Lulu's report makes up the entire world news section. So again, thank you so much, guys. You are lifesavers. Local News Last week, RTI reported on the local political party's failure to attend a debate organised by the Tisnes Youth Council, to which only the Labour Party had confirmed its attendance, let alone even replied. In later news, it would appear that all parties except one will be attending the debate, taking place at the Tisnes Comprehensive School for Pupils Up to and including Fifth Form. While only one of the local parties declined, there are other political parties not even locally represented, such as the Socialist Left Party, the Green Party, the Communist Party and other minor parties. The one local party not able to muster a debate attendance is the Liberal Party. 
During driver training last Wednesday night, a woman and two children aged 17 and 10, among whom the former training for the upcoming driver's license, drove off the road near Epland. The car remained unstably positioned after the accident, with all three passengers inside, waiting for the assistance of the Tismus Fire Brigade, who managed to stabilise the car and send the family off to the stored hospital to tend to minor injuries. We should expect marching band, cake and balloons on Tuesday as the far-right Progress Party Minister of Agriculture and Food, Mr. Jon Georg Dahle, visits Tisnes, including the mandatory expedition to fish farming corporation Alsake Fjordbrugs, Onerheim headquarters. The minister himself is a farm boy uh, born and bred with a past as sheep farmer and meat cutter. World News. In lieu of RTI's own material due to the staff's attendance to other matters, we are extremely proud to present this field report from RTI's Brisbane correspondent in Queensland, Australia, the incomparable Ms. Lulu Island. Ms. Lulu, pray tell, what is going on? So you were a taxi driver for 21 years, yeah. and, and did you own the, did you own the cab or? I used to own a car and lease license. Right. Not, uh, okay. Yeah, there are different there are different yeah. levels, aren't there? Yeah, like I am own, owning this car and I'm working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yep. license. What yeah. do you think about the change with Uber? Do you think it's Better? Do you think that people, the people, you know, like taxis really got screwed because, mm. you know, like they're able to exploit the market okay. because, what do you reckon? All right. First of all, I have better customer with Uber. Why I'm saying that? Because you know that you are going to pay the fare. Mm -hmm. There is no escape. Oh, yeah. Then those people, they respect themselves and they know that this is job not to get like if you're saying that like you feel because now it's all like a digital transaction and so you don't have people running off and ripping you off or mm. trying to steal your money mm. that that makes you feel so much safer and even mm. though you might get less money from uber it's actually like you feel a lot safe, safer I mean, it's worth it like worth the less having less money for if i want safety. to work harder i can get more money <coughs> It mm -hmm. depends about me. Mm. I can make more money or less money. Okay. In general, very close. In general, very close. Then, with Uber, I'm getting safer. Even I don't have camera, but with the system, Mm. It make it safer. They know where you are seat. all the time. They've Be got the new technology. And I don't. I have all the information for my. I'd like to pick him up. Straight away, I cancel the job. Yeah. So you have more autonomy with the customer, and you also know mm. you have their details. 
what? if like if something were to go wrong then it's all just there mm. so there's a lot more transparency mm. so okay so there any on oh, yeah not this one it's really tricky you, you've got to go Sorry. to the end here and then you've got to kind of go dip it dips uh, down to the right yeah, it's yeah. really weird go straight into the right yeah 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 down to the uh, right yeah it's okay. it's crazy it's no, like it's a okay. rabbit it's warren right. yeah, it's right. but it, it gives its own kind of safety because um so we turn right um oh no it gets trickier so see mm. it, it splits in two but we need to go down the right hand side the right hand side yeah oh. because it doesn't join up at the end mm. yeah uh, okay. <laughs> uh, many uh, many a cab driver has been lost here and that concludes the undercover reporting by Lulu Island. We get the perspective of the uh, taxi driver turned Uber driver, where normally one would expect there to be complaints and gripes, but actually there are changes to the system that make it safer and less stressful for drivers that seem to outweigh some of the other issues such as the loss of income. This has been Lulu Island reporting for Radio Tisnes International. Thank you for listening. Thanks a million Lulu. That was great reporting. A very interesting report indeed. How strange, though, to hear how an Uber driver feels safer than a conventional cabbie. We live in interesting times indeed. I wonder where it ends. Radio stations run by private citizens? Well, that'll be the day. Thank you again, Lulu. Invaluable content as per usual. Norwegian untranslatable Welcome to the RTI series on utterly untranslatable Norwegian words, courtesy of the Matador Network. This week's word is Hawaii football. Hawaii football, spelt H-A-W-A-I-F-O-T-B-A-L-L This one is oddly specific, referring to the sport of football, soccer to some. Hawaii football arises when both teams lug the ball back and forth haphazardly, never rarely gain control and can't sustain an attack or any sort of coordinated play for more than 15 seconds. Typically this happens when both teams have stopped caring and or have a lapse in concentration. If you think about it though, it can be used to describe most sports. In basketball, when the game is locked into teams scoring in succession and every single attempt is getting through. In American football, when teams are racking up three and outs like there was no tomorrow, every team sport has situations like this. Corner. RTI, how may I help you? 
Yarla, I love that Texas choir. The Eyes of Texas. Love it so much that I clicked on the link to YouTube. I read the information about when it was recorded. I liked it and I subscribed to them. So I can't do any more other than replay it. Um, don't know the song at all. And, you know, Welsh, uh, you know, Welsh choirs, fantastic stuff. I do love choral music. Choirs, yeah, choirs. Yeah. Hello again, Paul. <laughs> yes, that song immediately sprung to mind on um, witnessing the US president and the other officials congratulating each other on a job well done in the very outset of the Texan Harvey disaster, thinking you ain't seen nothing yet. And I bet the Texans are watching them closely too. But I concur, also a great song. In an attempt at explaining RTI's reduced anchor activity, we broadcast the following segment the other day, including an excerpt from the book causing the RTI near hiatus. While it was not an attempt to invite discussions over the Middle East conflicts, such discussions are indeed unavoidable once the words Israel or Palestine have been uttered. Then, of course, it is a very delicate subject involving strong uh, opinions on either and all sides. 
While I hold opinions of my own, the RTI newsroom has decided that it won't use RTI or Anchor as a forum for such discussions. Unbeknownst to Mr. Polomani, who submitted a couple of questions in the waves following this one. Hello all. Just a quick segment, well quick. I suspect it is going to last for a couple of minutes. Anyway, just to say, or to reiterate what I've mentioned on a couple of occasions, that work is most likely going to prevent me from anchoring much for the next couple of months. Although I will try on occasion. Um, It's all due to the translation of a book that I'm holding in my hands this very moment called Ten Myths About Israel, um, written by an Israeli Jew and historian. Challenging what he refers to as misconceptions and fallacies regarding the state of Israel and Palestine. Um, Quite thought-provoking stuff, I must say. Um, And just to give you an idea, I thought I'd quote an excerpt from a passage. Here goes. The first chapter charts Palestine on the eve of the arrival of Zionism in the late 19th century. The myth is the depiction of Palestine as an empty, arid, almost desert-like land that was cultivated by the arriving Zionists. The counter-argument reveals a thriving, pre-existing society undergoing accelerated processes of modernization and nationalization. The myth of Palestine being a land without people has its correlate in the famous myth of the people without the land, the subject of chapter 2. Were the Jews indeed the original inhabitants of Palestine who deserved to be supported in every way possible in their quote-unquote return to their quote-unquote homeland. The myth insists that the Jews who arrived in 1882 were the descendants of the Jews expelled by the Romans around 70 CE. The counter-argument questions this genealogical connection. Quite a hefty scholarly effort has shown that the Jews of Roman Palestine remained on the land and were first converted to Christianity and then to Islam. Who these Jews were is still an open question. Maybe the Khazars, who converted to Judaism in the 9th century, or maybe the mixture of races across a millennium precludes any answer to such a question. 
More importantly, I argue in this chapter that in the pre-Zionist period, the connection between the Jewish communities in the world and, the Palest and Palestine was religious and spirit spiritual, not political. Associating the return of the Jews with statehood before the emergence of Zionism was a Christian project until the 16th century and thereafter a specifically Protestant one. Now, uh, food for thought, isn't it? Um, I'm not going to dwell on it and, well, while I do have my own thoughts and ideas, I'm not going to convey them. I'm not quoting this to pass on a message, just to give you an idea of what I'm working on. Um, but as I said, I will try to post something on Tisnes every now and then. Bye. Nihil sine labore. <laughs> Nothing but work, eh? Ahead of you. Well, Yarla, I have such an interest in the book that you're translating that it would be difficult for me to exaggerate my hope that you'll read more from it as time goes by and that I will be able to get my hands on it after it's translated. A couple of things came into my mind. One, I do hope that Svi and Barbara KB both hear this uh, because they've had some very interesting discussions about this uh, going back a long time ago. I would love to read it alongside a book called Old Jerusalem. Um, and the diaries of uh, Theodore Herzl. I also am not going to um, outline my ideas. Um, I've been to Israel. It's another story in the 1970s. Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Haifa, the Golan, um, Masada, Dead Sea, Jerusalem, oh, I forgot, Kibbutz Beit Alpha, um, Tel Aviv, back to London, um, two weeks, um, one of the great experiences of my life. Oh, I should have said I was at Yad Vashem and bawled my eyes out. Um, what else? Yes, incredibly interested. Keep up the good work. And thanks a million. Hey, Paul. Thanks for calling in. Um, you know, I'm extremely interested in this subject too. One that I have to admit is hard pressed to find a solution in our lifetime anyway. But the, the author, the Israeli Jew and historian Ilan Pape, is raising some very interesting issues, questioning widespread fallacies, both in Israel and in the West. Um, 
I'm not translating it into English, though, rather from English to Norwegian, not as a third-party translation, I think, as it is my understanding that it wasn't originally written in Hebrew, but published in English by the UK publishing house Verso, V-E-R-S-O, not long ago this year. But I'll try to give an account of similarly interesting pa uh, passages if and uh, when time permits. Uh, thank you also for the recount of your visit to Israel. I'd like to visit too. You know, some seem to equate anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism as if you hate Jews because you're critical of the way the state of Israel treats its own Palestinian population and those living in occupied territories. It's such a terrible shame and a subject that I look forward to study closer during the weeks to come. Incidentally, I seem to have translated some 7% of the book so far. But then, you know, there's cross-checking this, cross-checking that, not to mention the proofreading. But I like it. Thanks again, Paul. Talk to you later. Well, that, for the most part, concludes this week's RTI Sunday special. What you hear at the moment is yours truly trying to separate slices of cabbage from a huge, huge cabbage with, <laughs> with a cleaver. I'm preparing today's family dinner. Uh, well, that is the dinner for my wife and myself. Our 14-year-old daughter has turned vegetarian. You know how it is, so she'll have something different. Um, it is a very traditional Norwegian dish, an autumn dish actually, called forikål, translates into mutton in cabbage with layers of cabbage, mutton, some flour in between to give it some texture and uh, lots of peppercorns on every layer into uh, fairly large saucepan, just leaving it to boil for quite some time, probably maybe I'd say an hour and a half, two hours, <laughs> which incidentally leaves the house smelling, oh I don't even want to go there, it smells terribly, um, anyway there we go. I'm sure many of my fellow anchorites have experienced a lot of problems with anchor glitches lately, not least the clipper's inability to upload audio from external sources. I just received confirmation from Anchor that they are indeed aware of and are working on it, so that's a good thing. Having said that, I used to work as marketing manager in a large IT corporation and 
if there's one thing, hopefully among many, that I learned during my years in IT, it's that bugs are reserved for better, maybe, alpha and pilot versions. Never for the release versions, and I have to say that bugs, more often than not, are included in all sorts of app releases. Dear providers and developers, enough of that, please. Business Facts This is a public announcement brought to you by Radio Tisnes International. Tisnes is a 255-square-kilometer group of islands on the Norwegian west coast named after the Norse god Tyr and the headland Nes, on which the first local church was once built. Modern-day Tusnes has a population of some 2,800 individuals with the administrative center in Uggdal while the commercial center is found in Vorge. The Tusnes population makes a living in the oil and petroleum industry combined with farming and fish farming in addition to the municipality itself and services in local demand. The island group's nature is much praised by tourists who visit in large number every summer and contains approximately 1,200 vacation homes. The nature is characterized by shiny slopes of naked rock and fields of heather in the west over to exuberant forests in the east lowlands and its shores, which include nice and sheltered swimming places to the mountains with the great ski and hiking grounds and panorama views to the mountains around Bergen. Mountain plateaus that exceed 750 meters above sea level can be enjoyed too. Tisnes summers are also famous for the annual music festival Tisnesfest, attracting thousands of music lovers every year. that Lou Reed Velvet Underground inside joke could it perchance be related to the fact that George George D didn't didn't know Lou Reed and Velvet Underground were the same oh incidentally this is yours truly singing Sunday singing and playing Sunday morning Okay. Talk to you later, guys. We are out and about. 
or rather I am, um, currently overlooking a lake, quiet, quiet lake, named Fischewattnet or Fiskewattnet, translates to the fishing water or fishing lake, as it were. Uh, looking at the water lilies just beneath me and across the lake and quite a few hundred yards further on I'm looking at a cliff high steep cliff at a place called Two in which the eagles are nesting um, we quite quite often see them around the eagles and from time to time when I'm up there I have uh, managed to get a good shot of them with a with a camera and and a good lens um, today has been marvelous weather wise a bit more cloudy now in the evening than it was earlier today. We also had an afternoon shower of rain, a brief one. So this has been a very atypical day for Tisnes, for the western part of Norway as a whole, I suppose. Ah, the rings in the water there was a fish just touching the surface. Uh, I think we have, well, at least some trout in this lake connected to the Vievatnevatnet, the holy lake further up, mentioned in a wave about a week ago, I think, or maybe two. In any event, I'm headed home. Uh, just a quick report from yours truly as we're approaching the evening. Okay. <laughs>